morning. This is Sister Peter coming to you from the ILL, the Edmund Elder Library. And we're doing um, lessons or just having a little podcast about this book, The Power of Encouragement by Jeannie Doring and The Rewired Brain by Dr. Ski Chilton. We're on segment eight. So this is the eighth day we've been doing this. Faith plus hope plus love equals encouragement. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. God sees and will meet our needs. Charles Spurgeon, a great preacher, he learned during the Depression, he was forced to return back to the promises of God's faithfulness. God was preparing him for something greater. The cloud is black before it breaks. It overshadows before it yields its showers of mercy. It's always darkest before the dawn. Missionary to China, Hudson Taylor, would often say, It doesn't matter really how great the pressure is. It only matters where the pressure lies. See that it never comes between you and the Lord. Then the greater the pressure, the more it presses you to his breast. Just think about that. He hugs you. He hugs you closer. He hugs you tighter during those times. And from our segment, The Rewired Brain by Dr. Ski Chilton, I have for today's reading, Be Yourself. Yourself. Self is the part of your brain, the mind, your individual life force that longs to be free and expressed. It makes you aware that you are a separate entity, apart from others, yet still connected to and a member of humanity. With it, you sense that from the day you were born, you were a unique being, unlike anyone else on this planet. This is also true as a member in the body of Christ, all members of one body with Christ as the head. My daughter and I are working on a 2,000-piece puzzle, and it preaches... It's a Monet, it's a Monet, M-O-N-A-T, E-T, M-O-N-E-T, um, reproduction. It's from one of his reproductions, um, a famous artist, but it's a puzzle, and he was an illusionist. So his pictures, they give the illusion of a bridge over a, of a, over a pond or a river of li- with lilies, uh, water lilies, and weeping willow trees, and you know, but nothing's real definite. It's really hard to make out a lot of what things are. But we did around the ed- the outer edges, and as we did that, it's like a fence. It's like it's all connected together, building a fence. Some people don't like the church or the laws, the rules that God give us. They say we feel fenced, feel fenced in, feel so, um, feel so, um, you know, I guess overly protected or something. But look, it keeps the bad things out. And then, as we're working on the inside, we put the different pieces that look similar together. It's like the small groups. You know how a lot of church had these groups that you can connect with and um, interact with. And so, that's kind of like that. But in time, and I've noticed that some pieces, sometimes there's some pieces that do, even when we was doing the outer edges. Some pieces didn't look like they could possibly go together, but they did. They did, and then in the boxes, I'm looking through things. Sometimes I see some pieces that stuck together, but one of them is upside down. So even though they somehow connected, they're not really—they don't belong together. When you take them apart, they don't go. It doesn't go back. 
the right on the right way. So it see they things preach, things talk to us. But Jesus, he is the chief cornerstone. He is the author. Oh yeah, on that on our puzzle, it, it was easy to put together the author's name because it's written in red. It was written in red in cursive. His name, Claude Monet. So we got that part together, and it goes right down there in the bottom. It fits to the edge of the puzzle, just like Jesus is the chief cornerstone. He's our foundation that we build on. It, all the other stuff's going to come around and join to that. His name is written in red. Jesus' name is written in red. His blood is applied. We work together well in small groups, specialized areas. Birds of a feather flock together. And yet some pieces don't seem to match at all, but they do. Some are stuck together with one piece facing out. They don't fit. They must be fitly framed and fulfill God's perfect design, etc. So you can tell (laughs) I wrote this about us. That's not in the book. But it fits with what he's saying, you know, about how our mind, things of our life, the, the past, the present, and the future is all going to fit together to be part of who we are, ourself. We're all people. We all have some similar things. We all, you know, um, you know, we all have some of the same things, but then there's like no two people alike. We talked about that yesterday. And even though we're all human, there are some, you can't say, well, we all have eyes. Well, we don't all have eyes. Um, some people, there are some blind people, but yet they're still people. We have ears. Well, we don't all hear. There's a lot of deaf people or people that's got poor hearing. You know, there's all, all these different things. But yet we're still, we're still all important. We're all still important. So today, as we keep pointing others to the cross, remember, you are important. We need you. You're part of the body of Christ. We love you. So rewire your brain. If you don't think you're important or that what you do matters, it does. It does. So to God be the glory. Well, we love you, and we'll get back on this Monday. Monday, we'll have another segment of the the Edwin Elder Library podcast. You have a great day. I love you. Bye-bye.